Hello and welcome back to Upstage the Podcast, your regular dose of theatre news and reviews. I'm Rachel. And I'm Abby. And it is so fucking cold here. It is freezing. I feel like I'm in The Revenant. I'm wearing (laughs) an inhumane number of layers. (laughs) I feel like someone's taken sandpaper to my face. It's not good. But the snow is real pretty. The snow was nice yesterday while it was still a novelty. And now I just feel like I'm walking on a beach whenever I go anywhere. And I just want solid ground back. But we're still here. We've powered through. We're going to talk about International Women's Day, which is on March the 8th. Yep. So on that theme, we're going to talk about our favourite female theatre performers. So let's start with the news, though, as always. Over to you. So the first of the new songs for the Broadway version of Frozen has been Mm -hmm. released publicly. Um, It's called Monster. Mm. There's a video of it sung by Cassie Levy, who is great. There we are. playing Elsa. She is playing Elsa. Have we spoken before about how weird the casting is? We've never spoken before about the Frozen musical. So Cassie Levy is playing Elsa and Patty Murin is playing Anna. Or Anna. 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 And they're both fantastic performers but it just seems weird to me that they cast teenagers but they're women in their 30s at least at least Patty Muir in his late 30s yeah it's just and look they look great for their age they do and they're big songs to sing and it's big shoes full but I just think they could have found they could have done like I just feel like it could have been a whole marketing thing to do a nationwide search for the new Anna yeah. Elsa it's a big thing and they find these amazing young performers or even just someone mm-hmm. in their mid-twenties yeah I feel like there are people out there who've done a, a show or two like have a bit of yeah I mean like anybody experience. who's played Elphaba in Wicked which I think Cassie Levy has I'm pretty sure she has yeah. I feel like I've seen her green but <laughs> there are younger people who could have done it yeah and like, we're not trying to be ageist we're not but we're really not the whole point of the show is that they're kids well they're still kids they're yeah. still really young like Elsa literally turns 18 that's why yes the whole show happens yes it's a decent song I wouldn't say I love it it's alright it's fine maybe we'll we'll tweet a link to the video we will so you can all go and watch it and Form your own opinions. Another piece of Broadway news is that Chris Evans, not the radio DJ, but the (laughs) Hollywood actor. Captain America. Captain America himself is going to be on Broadway. He's going to be in Lobby Hero, which will also star Michael Cera and Terry Henry and Belle Powley. Good. I don't know much about this. I just put it in because I like Chris Evans. He's got a good face. Yeah, we like Chris Evans. London News. War Horse is coming back to London as part of its national tour. It's coming back to the National Theatre for a month or so later this year. Is it a month or so? Maybe it's even less than that. No, I think it's more. Oh, maybe it's it's more. November to January. November to January to celebrate um, 100 years since the end of World War One, which is nice. We've seen War Horse. Yeah, I really enjoyed War Horse. I saw it at um, the New London, though, and not the National. Which is a less good venue. I thought it was a great venue. I was front row, with the very front row of oh, the stalls, see, which was incredible because like the horses come yeah, towards I you was, and the noises were great. And I it was, was just... not. I was circle kind of towards the back and super restricted view. Oh really? For a new theatre, it's really badly built. Interesting. I think the sound yeah, in the New that. London isn't great. I did find that. I saw School of Rock. Yeah, this, I think the there's sound. A lot of there's a lot of restrictions. Seats. The sound doesn't travel particularly well, but the show was fantastic. The show. Was I great. loved the show. And we saw the understudy for... What's the main character's name? I can only remember the horse's name. Joey? No, the horse is called Joey. Joey is the main character. (laughs) Anyway, go and see that. Because it's like... You sort of can't imagine how it will be. 
and like how but you stop seeing obviously it's like four men in a mechanical horse but you stop seeing the men and it feels like it's a real horse and like the horse noises are so realistic and it's it's a very powerful piece of theatre definitely so if you haven't seen War Horse now is your chance Also in London, a new Alan Bennett play is going to premiere at the Bridge Theatre. It is called Alleluia and it is set in a hospital, I believe. Mm -hmm. So it's just quite exciting to have a new Alan Bennett work on the horizon, I think. Um, And at a brand new theatre. Yes, uh, which I'm going to in a few weeks. Interesting. Months? I don't know when I'm going. But I'm going to see Julia (laughs) Caesar at the Bridge Theatre in the future. (laughs) And our final bit of London news is that they have announced new casting for 42nd Street. And Lulu and Ashley Day are going to be joining the cast. So Lulu is obviously just... Lulu. She's Lulu. And Ashley Day has just recently finished in An American in Paris. And he's previously been in Book of Mormon and um, the UK tour of Oklahoma. Yeah, obviously American in Paris has a similar feel to 42nd Street. So I'm sure he'll be able to slot right in. So now we're going to move on to highlighting some female performers of yes. the broad the Broadway, the Broadway, Broadway and the West End. Happy International Women's Day everybody. It's a great day. Shall I go When's first? International Men's Day, Rachel? <laughs> Will nobody think of the men? <laughs> what about the men? So my this is not in any particular order, I don't think. But the first theatre performer that I would like to talk about is Samantha Barks. Now, Samantha Barks, I have known and loved since she was on I'd Do Anything back in, I want to say 2008. I think it was that long ago. If you didn't watch these, you should have. But these were reality shows that Andrew Lloyd Webber did back in the day. He did three or four where he would basically do a nationwide search for the star of his next production. The the new production of one of his musicals or one of Cameron McIntosh's productions. And so he did Maria and he did Joseph and he did Nancy Nancy and Dorothy. And Dorothy. And Toto. And Toto and Oliver. And Oliver. Oh my god, the little Oliver's. <laughs> oh. Anyway, so Samantha Barks was on I Do Anything, which was the search for Nancy and Oliver, and she came third. She should have won. And she did actually end up playing Nancy in the national tour of Oliver for a little bit. So she went on from that to do the UK tour of Cabaret as Sally Bowles. Then she went into Les Mis, and I saw her a few times in Les Mis as Eponine. I was just just blown away she's got such a great great voice and she's got this like massive smile that you can see from the very very back of the auditorium and she just like lights up the stage whenever she's on stage so oh i wish i could go back and see her as eponine again because she was just brilliant and from that she was cast in the lamez film which i personally think she single-handedly not saved because it was terrible she no was one the only, no one could say no that. one could save it she was the only saving grace of that film that was her and the students basically her anyone who the, was actually yeah. well i'd say anyone who was actually broadway or west end but you hugh know jackman hugh jackman work. fucking ruined that yeah film, he really opinion. did but she was just such a light such a, a shining light in that film her on my own was brilliant in the Pavement shines like silver For the light are misty in the river In the darkness the trees are full of starlight And all I see is him and me forever and forever And she was also in the 25th anniversary production of Les Mis at the O2. I love that DVD so much. I still watch it all the time. Just 
best cast again apart from nick jonas why are you even there nick after les mis she did a few other bits and pieces she was velma kelly in chicago at the hollywood bowl for a few nights there's a great video which we will put in a playlist that we're going to make of some of our favorite performances by these people she did a great all that jazz very sort of stylish stylish is this stylish the right word i just liked it basically she's very good she hits a great final note really really great just i say great so often in this podcast and i just apologize i do know more words i just can't get them out often we also we saw her last not last year before last when she did the last five years with jonathan bailey at the saint james theater which we absolutely loved i don't want to speak on your behalf but i absolutely loved it no yeah i also Mm -hmm. loved it she can really hold a stage she can really hold a stage she didn't miss a note the entire night she oh just I, i could have watched her all evening I did watch her all evening. I could have watched her for a long, <laughs> long time. <laughs> anyway, since then, she released an album. She did the LA production of Amelie as Amelie. And she is about to be in Pretty Woman as... The musical. As the Pretty Woman. <laughs> as the Julia Roberts character. She's playing Julia Roberts. In Pretty Woman, the musical on Broadway opposite Steve Kazee. Which is well. very exciting. I'm so excited for her to originate a Broadway role. I can't even tell you. I wish like I could afford to go over there and see it. I, I mean, I'm intrigued to see how it will work as a musical. But I'm sure she'll be phenomenal in it because yeah. she's phenomenal in everything. I mean, I would love to see... I, I mean, Steve Kazee, I think, is just a beautiful performer. And I'd love to mm. see the two of them together. Yes. I can imagine if... Pretty Woman ever comes to West End, which I kind of doubt it that it would, but if it did, I could imagine her coming over with it and yes, doing it here and as well. Yes, and here as well. That would be great. Um, so there, there we go. She is. I've been following her career basically since it started. I feel very sort of like attached to her, which is like a weird thing to say. No, that's nice. I just like want her to do well in all her endeavors. Same. Mine are also in no order, and to be honest, might not be my top three female performers. I really struggled. I've been swapping people in and out of this list. <laughs> but the first person I'd like to talk about is Eva Noblezada, who is offensively young, I think. She still is offensively is, young, yeah. Yeah, she's now 21. I think she, she's 21. Um, so the first thing I ever saw of Eva Noblezada was she competed, I think got to the top three in the Jimmy Awards, which are yes, the I've high school this. musical awards. Not you know high school musical the masterpiece film yeah. but the <laughs> but the awards for performers in high school musical theater productions in the states because yes. they have awards for everything and everything's a competition everybody's a winner everyone's a winner um she didn't win but she <laughs> did get to the finals and they do the finals on a broadway stage and they have kind of training and it's a really amazing thing and she performed with you from ghost the musical which i think is a beautiful it's a song. beautiful song her version of it is gorgeous stunning and the kind of the maturity of her performance yes. in she's that. like a child she is an actual child was she 17 at the yeah, time I think of so. that incredible put that in the youtube that playlist. will be in the youtube playlist um, absolutely a really emotional performance and off the back of that she was asked to audition for miss saigon mm-hmm. 
The London um, production. The London production of Miss Saigon. And so she came over, she performed in the West End production of Miss Saigon, which is obviously a massive role for someone you know, of any age, mm. but for someone so young, it is incredible. Her voice is just... It's such a powerful voice. It's insane. And she's the sort of performer that when you watch her, it looks like it's no effort at all. Oh, absolutely. It's, she's just like, yeah, whatever. These mm. are some songs I'm singing. Mm. Um, she And she just brought so much, like, I'm talking over you now, I'm sorry, but she no. just brought so much, like, intensity and maturity to, like, a really difficult, big role. It's, it's an intense role. There's a lot of and layers. It's a lot of layers. And, like, I will never, like, forget, like, the look in her eye when she sang I Give My Life For You, which is the act one finale, she just looked like she was about to, like, leap into the audience and kill everybody. Like, she looked so in the moment. And she's, like, 18. Yeah. 18. And this is, like, the first time she's ever acted professionally. professionally. I'll put in the YouTube playlist, there's a video, a version of her performing, I'll give my few, at the Olivier Awards, I want yes. to say. She, for some unknown reason, was not nominated for Best Actress at Olivier. She <laughs> won crazy. the What's On Stage Award. <laughs> she should have. Um, I don't understand how she wasn't nominated for an Olivier because like i don't even know who won that year but what were they doing Mm. she went on to to play kim in the broadway production of miss saigon where she was tony nominated yes so there was a little bit of justice there Mm. um which she was doing until january this year yes so yeah what's she doing now i don't actually know what she's doing now. what's she doing i don't know what she's doing lazy (laughs) what (laughs) a lazy piece of work having a short break she got married since she was a child yes she did she got married so she's (laughs) she's made her she's west end debut her broadway uh, debut and got married and, and she's 21 debut. it's just offensive what have you done today? offensively talented she also does a great version i don't know if you've seen this but it should be in the playlist of don't forget me from smash i have seen stunning that stunning version really lovely and there's there's a great video of her and shoshana bean doing take me or leave me from yes Rent. and she also and has a great diva medley broadway diva medley. yes and she also does a great how far i'll go from moana I've not seen it. It's really nice. Her and her friend. But she just, oh, sounds so good in it. Really good. All of this will be in the playlist. Um, So, you know, she hasn't been in much yet, but she is... She's got big things ahead of her. Barely an adult. Bigger things. She has got massive things ahead of her. She's a really powerful performer. My next person is all-round superstar Cynthia Erivo. Now, we first saw her when she wasn't really even... I mean, she she was a thing, but she wasn't like... (laughs) We, so we, saw, we didn't appreciate what the brilliance of what we were about to see the first time we saw her. Yeah. So we saw her when Jonathan Groff came to London and did a benefit, not a benefit concert, just a one night only concert of How to Succeed in Business Without Really Trying. And Cynthia Erivo played Rosemary and was just incredible. She didn't really have that much to do in the show, unfutunately. Like, Rosemary doesn't have that many songs. She sings or about much how, much she, how much dinner she will cook. Yeah. Happy to keep his dinner warm. I actually quite like that song. I quite like the song. It's a fun show, but it's, it a is, fun show. it's not a feminist masterpiece. No, it is not. So we will not talk about that too much yeah. on this International <laughs> Women's Day episode. But before that, she originated... I think this was her first West End role. I think she'd done the Colour Purple at the Menier before this, but I think her first West End role was I, I Can't, Can't Sing, Sing, where she was apparently the only good thing about that musical. And it's like, oh, if, if, if this musical's given us nothing else... At least it gave Cynthia Revo kind of a starring turn. She played... Do you know what? I'm not only going to pretend I know what she played because I tried to just block everything that, about that show out If you out don't know, head. that's the um, the X Factor musical. Yes. So she did I Can't Sing. She just did How to Succeed. We saw her again in Songs for a New World at the St. James. She was in Sister Act as well, wasn't she? She was in the Sister Act UK tour. Yeah. 
we saw her in Songs for a New World and she we were front row for that and it's a, such a small venue and it was just like I mean ugh, I, there's just I, honestly there's no words such, to describe it such an incredible performance so Songs for a New World is a, a really weird show so it's sort of yeah they're, there's I four think, performers, but they're not playing one character. No. They're playing every song I feel is a sort like of different. Jason Robert Brown just wrote a lot of songs and didn't have a plot to string them together. So just thought, let's yeah. just. What the idea is, or what Jason Robert Brown says the idea is, is that every character is on the precipice of something new. Yes. Precipice is a good word. It is. You know, so they're all on the verge of a new world. And they're just. So you kind of get the idea of what they're singing about from that one song, mm. but they're just kind of these disparate songs. But she was incredible in that. She she sings a really beautiful song called Christmas Lullaby in that. And it was spine tingling is the mm. word I would use. It was just so pristine and her voice is so clear and easy to listen to. And she just, ugh, incredible. Absolutely amazing. I wish there was a recording of that because it's just so good. Yeah, the cast recording that is available for Songs for New World, it hasn't captured. The no. show that we saw was just phenomenal. Yes. And I listened to... And it's it's fine. It's just not the same as seeing it live. Yeah. On a Jason Robert Brown note, I really like... She's done this a few times now. She sings um, I Can Do Better Than That from the last five years. I've seen Her that. version of that is just brilliant. She did it at Elsie Fest last year, which is like a Broadway festival in New York. She also did recently a concert performance of last five years opposite Joshua Henry. She sounds great in all of those songs, so we'll put some of those in the playlist. Obviously, what I have to talk about is The Colour Purple, which she won a Tony Award for. Her her, her performance of Tony Awards, oh. I watch it all the time because she's such a tiny person. And, like, her belt is just... It's so big and it comes from nowhere. And the very end of the song is, like, it's so quiet and then she just launches into, like, the last ten seconds of it. And it's just... Mm. But most of all... I've watched a few times her last ever performance of I'm Here in the Broadway show and she just like breaks down in tears, sobbing halfway through and then somehow manages to compose going. herself yeah. and like sing the rest of the song exactly how she would have anyway. And it's amazing, 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 amazing. She has now been so successful and everybody loves her so much that she's starting to do a lot of film work. So she is going to play Harriet Tubman in Harriet, which is a biopic about... And she's also going to be in Widows, which is a Steve McQueen film that is out this year. Yeah. Opposite Viola Davis. So good things. Very many good things happening for Cynthia Erivo. And just what a voice. What a voice. Yeah. The next person I'm going to talk about is Sutton Foster. Mm. I feel like she's got the classic kind of story in a lot of ways in that she seemed to have been an overnight success, but after having worked for like 10 years. Yeah. So she was working throughout her 20s and then she was cast in Thoroughly Modern Millie oh. off Broadway I think I think kind of in the, the warm up to Broadway to the Broadway run as the understudy for Millie then the lead actress couldn't I kind of don't I don't know the full story which is probably something I should have looked up before recording but I'm not a professional <laughs> the lead actress 
had to back out, didn't transfer to Broadway. Something happened and Sutton Foster was given the lead role, mm. which is sadly quite rare for us. Yeah, not you'd something think, that happens often. You'd think it would be the obvious choice, but it isn't. And she won a Tony for that role. Mm-hmm. She did very well. She did very well very for well. herself. She went on to be nominated for another five Tony Awards, winning another one for um, her performance at Anything Goes. And the Tony Award performance of that show is so great. Mm. That I watch a lot. Thoroughly Modern Millie, I, you know, she was a great performer. I have really weird a kind of relationship with Thoroughly Modern Millie because our school did it when I was in sixth form uh. and I played in the band for it. And I just, it might be a good show. And I've watched the film version with Julie Andrews, but I can't get past mm the annoying person who played Millie in my school production, you know, and like that. <laughs> Anything Goes is just, yeah, that performance is incredible. And sums up, I think, what makes Sutton Foster so great. So she's sort of a really old school performer. She's, she's a song like a and true, dance. a true triple threat. Yeah, like she, so Anything Goes, there's a big tap number and she just, no effort. But every night the set that's smart is intruding and nudist parties in studio. I mean, she's got a really powerful voice, mm. but I think what is her strength is the whole package. And yes. she's just such a lovely person. She's every interview I watch with her, she's just so bubbly and so genuine and just really sweet. And she's do, she just does amazing, amazing things. So she's after Thoroughly Modern Millie, she was then in Little Women, she's in Drowsy Chaperone, she's done Young Frankenstein, she's done Shrek the Musical. I was also going to say, I really liked her in the Drowsy Chaperone, and we'll put the Tony Award performance of Show Off from Joe Shepard on the players because that is brilliant. She's so good in that. Yeah, she's really fantastic. She also was in Bunheads, which I loved. Mm, I love Um, Bunheads. On on the TV, not not on the stage. If you didn't watch that and you don't know Sutton Foster but you do watch Gilmore Girls, you might recognise her as one of the people who kind of ruined the summer episode of the new Gilmore Girls Netflix films because she did, her and Christian Ball did take up about half of that episode with the stupid musical that just kept happening. She's in it with Christian Ball. Her Did you not know that? With her Ball. ex-husband. The two of them are the two performers uh-huh. in, the, in the stars whole. Awkward. I mean, they are apparently They're still apparently good really good friends. But, but which awkward, I did not God. believe until mm. I saw um, Gilmore Girls. That is Sutton Foster and she's fantastic and she is in her 40s now but Ooh. still just not... Still alive not, and kicking. Not slowing down. Mm. <laughs> At death's door, but still going. <laughs> uh, she's also in Younger with Hilary Duff, which yeah, I have not watched. It's a TV show which, that I haven't watched, even though, obviously, I love Hilary Duff. There'll she's be quite Hilary a lot Duff. of seasons of that now and, as well. Yeah. So one day I'll watch that because I think she is a gem of a human being and a fantastic performer. My last person is a weird one because I wouldn't necessarily say that she is one of my current favourite theatre performers like I don't go back and watch videos of like songs that she sung or I mean I very rarely look at videos of her on YouTube full stop but I had to put her on this list because she is like sentimentally the reason that I got into musicals in the first place which only happened when I was about 13 14 and it happened because I used to play the sims quite a lot and didn't we all didn't we all and because of that i had like a weird obsession with like what i was going to name the children because that's all i cared about doing on the sims so i was on this baby name forum again weren't we all abby yeah <laughs> i mean <laughs> maybe, if you need me to say yes i will say yes <laughs> um anyway and 
a different part of this forum with people talking about like uh, their other interests and someone had posted about they've been to see Wicked recently and I was like what the fuck is Wicked I well I didn't think that to myself because I was 13 and I was a very innocent child back then I thought what is Wicked mother um (laughs) (laughs) I listened to I think Defying Gravity was the first song I listened to and I was like I don't understand what's happening like is she married to the wizard because there was that one line on the iTunes preview where Glinda was like you can still be with the wizard and I was like what is this this is like a weird relationship that they have I bought the CD and just felt completely in love with it so Wicked was absolutely my gateway musical into just yeah that's the reason I met you because if I hadn't got into musicals I would never have moved down to London for university and we would never have met so really The Sims is responsible for my entire life who knew beautiful beautiful story um anyway Adina Menzel obviously originated the role of Elphaba in Wicked everybody knows her now because she was the voice of Elsa in Frozen and Let It Go was everywhere for well still is everywhere and has been for several years you may also know her because she's (laughs) the person that John Travolta referred to as Adele Dazeem you may know her as Adele Dazeem you may know her as Adele Dazeem artist form known as (laughs) (laughs) but her career actually started way back in the 90s when she was a young sprite of a thing and she also originated the role of maureen in rent um which also is one of my favorite musicals because it's just great so she was in that that's where she met her future husband tay diggs sadly now divorced great face though great Great face great everything great voice it's Mm. international women's day let's let's just take us to a brief brief moment to appreciate tay diggs it's fine if it's purely physical. Um, so she did Rent, and then she did Wicked. She also did The Wild Party with Julia Murney and Brian Darcy James. And then after Wicked, she did a show called See What I Want to See. There's a great song from that called Coffee, which I really, really like. I was listening to it earlier today in preparation for this podcast recording. And maybe I'll try and find a YouTube version of that and put it on the playlist. Never heard that. It's really good. And she also has recently done If Then, which was a musical written sort of for her, where she plays, it's kind of a weird show where she plays like two characters who have the same sort of, they have the same friends, but it's like two different versions of what her life could be. Maybe she plays one character and it's like... it's kind of sliding doorsy. It's sliding doorsy. And I don't know the music from that that well, but I mean, it's cool to have a musical written for you. She's also been on Glee. She played Rachel Berry's mum on Glee. She was in Enchanted very briefly. She was um, James... No, she was Patrick Dempsey's girlfriend before he broke up with her for Amy Adams in Enchanted, not in real life. Yeah. And then again, she was in Frozen and so she's been sort of doing a lot of stuff Frozen wise since then and she's going to be in Frozen 2 when that comes out in a few years time so she's doing extremely well for herself and I'm quite glad that everybody knows Adele Dazeem now Uh, she deserves success I'm happy for her mine is also I guess a slightly sentimental one it's Stockard Channing and the sentimental side of it is that when I was a kid I watched Grease a lot and listened to the film didn't we we all I love that musical so much and she plays Rizzo in the film of Grease and There Are Worse Things I Could Do is one of my favourite songs Mm. and she is phenomenal I mean she's very much a woman in her 30s playing a teenager (laughs) like you know but she's not the oldest looking member of that cast she is not so she's fine always loved that obviously and then a few years ago probably way more than a few years ago now probably like Mm. almost 10 years ago now Mm. she did a really good tony performance of bewitched bothered and bewildered when she was performing on broadway in pal joey so she did a little performance of that with aaron tveit singing i'm alive from next to normal Child again, bewitched, 
I love it. It's about a minute mm-hmm. long, if that. The, we'll put the clip yes, in we the playlist will. on YouTube. It's such a short little snippet, but I watched that when that Tony Awards was on and fell back in love with Stockard Channing. She's mm-hmm. You'll have probably seen her on TV as well. She was in The West Wing. She plays mm-hmm. Alicia Flockhart's mum in The Good Wife. Mm-hmm. She is... Stockard Channing's also done a lot of um, sort of straight plays on mm. Broadway and been nominated for Tonys for those. A whole load of nominations. Um, she's had seven Tony nominations. Only one of those was in a musical with, with Pal Joey. I just love her voice. It's a, That's mm. a simple... I put her on this list because I really love her voice. And that's, that's it. So those are our favourite lady theatre performers we have also on top of the youtube list we're going to do of those performers we've put together a spotify playlist of some of our favorite theatre songs performed by women so we will link to that in the tweet that we will do about this so you can find that on our twitter which is at upstage pod so go there if you want to be linked to the youtube or the spotify for more multimedia experiences it's now time for everybody's favourite section, which is the Michael Ball Any Other Business section, which we're, we've had a great suggestion from a loyal listener <laughs> who thinks we should call it the Ball Bulletin. Ball Bulletin. So maybe we'll do that from now on. I feel on. like we need to record a little jingle with like some sort of breaking news. We definitely news, need some intro music and we need a Ball Bulletin yeah. jingle. Just um, know that we're aware of this. We're working on and it. And we'll do it one day. We are working on it. Probably. So the Ball Bulletin for this week is that I'm pretty sure he's just busy rehearsing for chess yeah he hasn't been out and about um, he's not giving us any he's not working with us here no it's the posters for chess are up there on the tube I've seen them and they look good um, any other business this week well, I would like to say I think we did quite well at our what's on stage predictions we got a few wrong but yeah, I overall think we had less faith in the people than maybe we should have had yeah. I thought they were some really great winners yeah, everybody's talking about Jamie got a lot of wins, which we're very happy about because it deserves them. Yeah. Do we have any other business? I don't think we do. And also the takeaway that we ordered just arrived. Just arrived. If I'm honest, that's my that's my other business at the moment. So I might go and eat that. Let's should let's we eat. just should we just eat? Okay. This has been this has been an episode of Upstaged. You can find us on Twitter again at UpstagePod. You can email us at upstagepod at gmail dot com. You can do any of those things. We probably won't reply. But you can do it. Well, just for yourself. <laughs> Abby might reply because I'm she's, very she's nice better person. at this type of thing. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.